White is a nigga who came out the gate being like, no, I'm an ass and I eat niggas. Like, that's what I do. <laughs> All right? I'm evil. I'm fucked up. Like, I'll kill you and I'll smile about it. And I'll laugh at your loved one's faces. And then I might eat them too. Because my sword is sharp. It's the strongest. And I'm that nigga. Like, that's who I am. AOA, that's a triple play. New episodes of Kevin First game, press play, no need to debate. Anyway, check me out. Look, plugged in, you could catch the hype. Golden Dawn, how we follow the light. Anime like life, uh, married to it, my wife. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages? Welcome back to the AOA show. I'm your host as always, Ian, along with my boys, Isaiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gavin. What is Gucci Shoes? <laughs> and today we are here to take a deep dive on the chapters that we read in our live stream for Tower of God Season 2 of the Webtoon. If you had not seen that already, what are you doing? It was fantastic. You definitely want to go check that out. Today we are covering chapters, what is it, 2... 226 to 234. Thank you, sir. Those um, numbers. Yes, those numbers are the ones that we are covering. <laughs> that all three of us knew. <laughs> that all three of us knew. That was a test to see. Yeah, yeah it's currently... 9.26 at night. We've been working since PST. 9 this morning. Yeah, nine. Eight, no, 8.30. 8:30. We came here early. Yeah. yeah, 8.30 this morning. So it's been a day. Y'all are going to have to bear with us on these if we uh, misread something, if I stutter, because yeah. Lord knows I will. <laughs> or if we mess up a question or just answer something completely wrong. I do want to say real quick, just as a personal note for anyone, um, last week mm. we had the uh, we had our discussion and there was a lot of contention around the first question that was asked. It had to do with Yuri and, and Bomb and et cetera. And um, after reading the chapters again on my own, because these guys posted in the Discord, I realized that I misinterpreted and did not read the I do not remember those chapters correctly and the the wording. So if you're watching this now and you're one of those people that's like banging through the playlist right now and you're like, what an idiot recant all those statements that I did because I was completely misinformed within my own mind and it was also late. But I just want to get not, that. Not that you're not an idiot. Not that <laughs> yeah. anybody here is not an of idiot. Of course, of course. Just that specifically yes. in regards to I that just, question. I just needed to say something now because <laughs> there were so many comments and I know there will be comments for years to come when people yeah, watch yeah, yeah, that yeah. video and be like, actually. But I think like what you're saying is like, if you guys could just never have any negative YouTube comments about me, I would love <laughs> no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Not it, but <laughs> you know what's funny? Even, even if that statement was right or wrong, just Gavin's overwhelmingly <laughs> loud laughter made it like, ah, oh, that statement's wrong. Wow, make one of a man's laugh. Sorry, maybe I'll just fucking cry depression tears next time. How about that? How oh, that mental illness oh make you happy? God. History yeah. is written by the loudest people. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they. That's what they Gavin, say. You hear that? Gavin Yo, wrote the whole boy gene. And Gavin wrote the whole book. So <laughs> anyway, no, it was because book. I knew I was. Ge I genuinely misinterpreted those mm. chapters. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Anyway, moving on, we're gonna hop into this discussion. Thank you to all the folks in the Discord. Uh, had so many people join today, which is yeah, awesome. We awesome. hit like three hundred people Super in our cool. Discord, which Super is cool. fantastic. Love mm. to see all the new faces there. So thank you so mm. much, uh, and thank you for everyone who voiced their opinions. Um, in our TOG questions channel and asked questions said, Hey, what, this is what I would love to see you guys answer talk about, etc." We compiled a list of the seven most upvoted questions. And those are the questions that we're going to be referring to today in our discussion. So thank you again. If you want to be in on the next one, catch our live stream and then hop right in that discord and participate, voice your opinion, voice your vote. And you may just end up being one of our next questions. But listen, if you guys like the content today, make sure you guys are liking, subscribing, 
hitting that notification bell, sharing with your friends, and commenting your thoughts down below. What did you think of our discussion? What did you think of these chapters in particular? Because they were crazy. And what are your thoughts on Tower of God as a whole? But anyway, let's hop into this. Gavin, if you don't mm. mind, start us off with this first question. With pleasure. Thank okay. You, so we got it by... Uh, Gavin, there's actually a bonus question if you scroll all the way up that you should start with. Oh, okay. Let me see. What do we got? What do we got? <laughs> bonus question, the fire potato. Are you happy? Are you happy, Ian? <laughs> Yeah. Answer the question, you bastard. <laughs> Answer the question. I feel like I'm being targeted. <laughs> what the fuck? No, you weren't you weren't targeted. Last week, Ian said, I would love it if some characters would die in this story. Mm-hmm. So I ask you again, yes. are you now satisfied? I, you cold-hearted sick son of a bitch. So so we do get into these questions, so I will save it, but I will short answer say that while that really hit hard, I do think it was necessary at some point. I still stand by saying it was nece- It would have been necessary whether it was then or sometime in the future to have that sort of incredibly impactful death, whether it was Ark Raptor or Prince or whoever else, but someone on that caliber of character, I do think it had to happen at some point or another. Does it pain us in the moment? I fully admitted it. When, when I said it the other week, I'm like, listen, I know it's going to suck when it happens, but I think it has to happen at some point. And yeah, it sucked, especially Ark Raptor, who I had a feeling it was going to be because he's one of my favorites. Absolutely. And Prince just because of his turnaround and he was just so adorable. That really sucked. It was like, it was a hard pill to swallow, but um, yeah, I, uh, I am happy. Life is good. Anyway. Me sick. <laughs> yeah, Ian will no longer be a participant of the AOA show. We are um, going to be suspending his license. So I'm going to pretend like that didn't just happen. All right. So the real. So Give me my cat to pet while I do my evil villain laugh. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was the perfect timing. All right. Dead ass, I didn't know the camera was on me. So I just. Went to, and I'm like, why? I'm like, I'm like, why'd they pause? <laughs> I caught him with my pants down. Or his pants down. <laughs> Bro, it's, dude, it's uh, reaching that point of the it's night. Late. Yeah, it's it's yeah. been a day, bro. Yeah. You, you know, like filters and fish tanks, dude. Mine's just like getting so backed up, and it's just like mucked and dirtied. So you just you just be ready for what that. What an right? analogy, bro. What? And yeah, not, dude, you're big just, brains. You're just, oh, shit, that's a TV, bro. <laughs> you're just right. chock full of that shit. All right. Anyway. All right. Moving on. I'm gonna sit question this number one. We got Riru. <laughs> Riru. Riru. Okay. Uh, Rachel dropped quite a huge information bomb on us this week. She seems to know more about the tower than anyone at this point in their journey should ever know. How did she get all this information? What are your predictions on who she is? How does this change your perception of Rachel herself and her actions back in season one? Okay, so I guess I'm going to start off. Do you get the question? I'm going to fucking kill you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... I'm going to answer it in order. Hey. Hey. So how did she get all this information? Well, there is actually only one like legitimate answer for how she got this information. And she's literally sleeping with all the fucking people <laughs> up in the tower. And it don't matter because she's a snake. And she's just like, I don't care. I just want to see the stars for whatever reason. And yeah, so she slept her way through. Um, that's canon. Final answer. Um, <laughs> what, what are my predictions on who she is? Other than a bitch. Um, I, so it, it's actually kind of scary because um, legitimately, I think she got this information from uppers and thug, uh, thug, fug. Um, just from past highs that we have seen of her, whether that's true or not is to be withholds. But from the information that I've been giving, all I can really surmise is that she's talking to Fug or other administrators who are, you know, partnered with Thug, i.e. like Han Sung and gang. So that is where I think the information is coming from. Who she, who she is. Um, I'd imagine that her character is almost like 
the culmination. She is the direct opposite of Bam. So I believe Bam is brought into this tower to bring great change. And I feel correspondingly is that she is another power that is like parallel to Bam, but is supposed to do the direct opposite. She is the opposition of change to the tower. That is like what I believe her character like stands in this story. And even though that's not her main goal, which is to stop Bam, like I just said, but it's more to just her, her desires and her goals are just, they're the direct opposition of what Bam wants in a sense. And it doesn't matter who she needs to align with to get what she wants because the people who she's aligning with is, you know, the bad side of Fug who essentially doesn't want Bam and that change. They want it in their own, like, in their own ways. So that's who I think that she is in the tower. And, you know, she's just being manipulated by other people and manipulates people for what she wants. So it's like a double-edged sword. Um, How does this change my perception of Rachel herself and her actions back in season one? Well, from we know from season one being culminated, you know, from the start with Hedon, she's just always been a snake from day one and will always be a snake in my eyes. So, you know, quite frankly, I'm done with my breath on speaking on uh, Rachel. So <laughs> you better brace yourself because there's quite a bit of Rachel questions. <laughs> all right, all right, I pass it to you. I'm not talking about Rachel anymore. Oh, there's eight more. Okay, I'll talk about her a little bit more. <laughs> the people have spoken, apparently. Um, did you have anything else that you want to add? Are you good? Oh, no, that, that was it. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, I'll take a stab at it here. Uh, Rachel dropped quite a huge information bomb. Uh, she seems to know more, blah, blah, blah. Uh, how did she get all this information? There we go. Sorry, I'm like looking across the room to analyze this yeah, question. Yeah, no, we usually didn't understand the question. We got it. Either. Yeah, no, I'm just an idiot. So anyway, how did she get all this information? Clearly has to be, there, there's, there are people behind the scenes, right? Whether it's higher ups in FUG. Um, actually, I think it's higher ups in FUG. Personally, uh, based off the information that we got here, it seems like, very fug centric knowledge mm-hmm. to know this either fug knows you know everything that she just spilled seems like either something high, higher ups in fug would know or higher ups in jihad's whole circle might know um and it seems like information that even jihad wants to hide so i would assume fug gets it through spying and all that kind of stuff and it somehow has come down the chain so that's my prediction i don't really know anyone else who would give that information or it's someone that we don't know yet you know it's like someone that's going to come into the picture later so um, what are your predictions on who she is? I, I mean, we know she's a snake and a bitch, but I mean, like beyond that, I, uh, that's, it's a tough one, man. We know, we obviously know she's being set up to be, you know, someone that's not, I don't know, man. I'm like, I'm trying to find a, a, an answer here, but like, I really can't. We know she's being set up to be someone, I don't want to say important. Cause I feel like that's giving her too much credit, but someone that is of interest, I guess, if that's the right term. And, uh, you know, that it, obviously her whole story is not fully revealed, right? We still don't even know Bomb's whole story. He's trying to find himself in this up-and-coming arc. We're going to see how much, you know, we get in terms of answers there. But Rachel is the antithesis to Bomb, but I would argue is also, like, opposite side of a similar coin, if not the same coin type thing, uh, where it's like they have a history. She's been down in the dirt, quite literally. There's something going on. She's definitely someone. She's not just... This, I don't think, personally, she's just this random girl, Rachel, right? It's like she definitely, you know, has more to do with this story. So uh, how does it change your perception of Rachel herself and her actions back in season one? Uh, definitely doesn't change your perception of uh, any of my perception in terms of actions. I mean, she's pretty in line <laughs> with her character. Um, and I think that, you know, I guess you could say that 
Yeah, I mean, I still think that she makes the, like, terrible choices and actions, but, like, maybe, I guess, now that we know that there's clearly higher-ups, you know, it was, like, that much more uh, that she was going to go towards that route. Uh, she does seem afraid, and she's trembling when she's like, oh, I finally killed someone, you know what I mean? So, like, she's, you know, she thinks she's, like, she's, like, trying to act like hotter shit than she is, you know? And it's like, uh, I still don't feel sympathy for her because she's, consciously trying to step into this role of villain <laughs> um, instead of trying to back away when she's had multiple chances to, to not do it. And now she's finally shed, like actually shed blood um, like in terms of, of killing someone. So it's like, she's just going deeper down that rabbit hole. Um, but it, but it is interesting now that there could be someone, you know, is someone higher and it's like, okay, who's been pulling the strings from day one. Right. Cause you've known bomb since literally his, as long as he can remember. Um, and a lot of your decisions seem to be influenced around, you know, things like that. So, I don't know. Interesting stuff, Isaiah. You got anything? Um, yes. So, how do I think Rachel got at this information? I actually think that she uh, either acquired the information through some, like, alternative channel that's not directly, like, you know, putting an ear to the door sure, of some sure. bug meeting. Because um, information is kind of a funny thing in this story, man. Like, anybody could get any kind of knowledge from multiple different, like, there's not, it's not like, oh, if you don't go to this one floor, you're not going to find out about it. It's like, people are willing to give things and sell things for other things in this tower. It's not, I, I wouldn't be surprised, I guess, if, like, I found out she coerced said information from some other person, or she got X thing and sold X thing off to get information, or made a deal with somebody for something, because that's not above <laughs> anything that, like, she's capable of or that she would do. Um... Either that, like, I guess my bottom line is that I don't think it was, like, given to her. Whether she, again, made a deal to, like, get it mm -hmm. from some random, or or not some random person, but, like, somebody that knows the information, or whether she was listening in on a conversation that did not involve her and was not supposed to involve her, um, she did. Because, like I said in the stream, I do think that a, por a, a portion of that story and that information that she tells Wang Nong is not true. I think that she has this habit as far as like resourcefulness and survival instincts to like fabricate a larger story to make herself seem a little bit more in the know, let's say, and important than she actually is. Because again, people with knowledge and people with power, those are the only two values that work in this tower, right? right. So if you're not powerful, you've got to be knowledgeable. Mm. Um, so that's on that. What do I, what was the next part of the question? <laughs> oh, so. Uh, Hard not life. I don't think that none of, uh, none of, Anything that we've learned about Rachel or that's happened in the last uh, few chapters we've read changes anything that I thought about her at all. Um, it, it's really just, if anything, solidified. It, it's put like a, an actual reason behind why. Because before it was like, oh, I can't believe Rachel would do. Like, sure, she did sure. that thing that's like so, like, you don't do that. That's so me. But now yeah. that, like, we have her reasoning, I'm like, okay, so you're rotten, like, inside out. Like, there is nothing here worth saving. There's mm -hmm. nothing here of value. You are constantly trying to play the heroine. You are constantly trying to play the victim in these scenarios and equations where every single choice you make ends with somebody getting hurt, somebody dying, somebody being traumatized. Like, there's literally disaster everywhere you go, and you refuse to take the fault in any of it, ever. And, like, so I, I don't... I don't, I've got nothing, nothing but hate for mm. her as far as my opinions. Um, and who do I think she is? Uh, I think she's, I don't know. I think she's, I don't really know, man, because there's, uh, so she tells Wang Nan that she's an irregular. Sure. I don't know. I don't know if I believe it. Like, I, I, I want to be like, okay, I guess it makes sense in the, 
in regards that like she might be a person of such influence that like again it doesn't necessarily have to be a manner of having power like she can make changes in the tower but like i don't know if that like <laughs> i guess it just comes down to like i don't I only trust half the things that come out of her mouth. Like, I don't even know how much of what she told Wang Nan is true and what of the stuff is, like, I I feel like, I don't know what she is. She's a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know what she actually is. I don't know where she came from. I'm assuming that, like, in this arc of the floor of death, we're going to learn more about, you know, maybe her backstory, Balan's backstory, their origins, what have you. But I don't know what she is, I guess, like, technically, as far as titles. But, like, she's just a terrible person. (laughs) That That is correct. Um, all right, so hopping into the next question here, we have by Smile, please. Thank you for the question, Smile. Says, what are your thoughts on how the deaths will affect everyone, especially Bomb, because of Rachel's involvement and Team Sweet and Sour? And what are your thoughts about Arc Raptor's daughter for the future of the story? Speculations uh, from Emperor Dark North and 2005 and Fluffy, uh, sorry, this Man- part, Managuin33. Uh, so I'm assuming they all helped yeah, they compile were like that question. Okay, thank you to, to everyone who helped. So um, deaths will affect everyone, especially Bomb, because of Rachel's involvement. <laughs> um, I want to say that, like, Bomb's going to be like, all right, Rachel, that was it. That was the last straw. Like, you done pissed me off now. But, like, I feel like every time he's there, he's like, but Rachel, like you didn't mean it, right? Like he ran himself into that umbrella. Like that, that wasn't you. You know what I mean? Like every time, bro, he goes there, he's like, eh, you know what I mean? I'm just like, dog, I don't know, bro. Like I can't anymore. He's just like, I don't know, Rack, what do you think? I don't <laughs> this this prop, by the way, is the best thing we ever got. But um, no, no, Rack's currently dead. You can't ask him. No! <laughs> I, dude, I don't know, man. I'm just straight confuzzled in, in 50 ways from one. I want Bomb to, like, actually give a damn. But, um, and I no, I, I think he will. But I'm just like, I don't know, man. I still think he's not going to try and kill her like I, or anything like that. I don't think he's going to be drastic. I think he's going to be like, well, maybe we'll give it another shot. Or like, why, Rachel? Why? And it's like, how many times are you going to ask why before you realize that it doesn't fucking matter why you know what i mean like the end there is no answer on planet earth or the tower or wherever planet you're on <laughs> that she could give you that would like you know what i mean make any of that okay yeah. or so it's like why even bother asking the question at that point you know it's like unless no i was gonna no no you know what there is no there is no thing because i was gonna say like if she's like no i literally had to do this in this exact order otherwise uh, the world explodes like it's still not right you know what i mean so yeah. it's like what's the point in asking and i just feel like bomb's gonna ask you know what i mean instead yeah. of like you know i kind of wish he would adopt the shoot first que- ask questions later at this one but you know it is what it is we're meant to hate rachel and clearly rachel i guess needs to live for now so we could get more you know, filled out with the story and like, mm-hmm. there's going to be the dialogue. Who are they, etc. Um, But I think, you know, bomb maybe will shift into a more like, okay, I don't really, I don't mess with you anymore, but I, I do not think it's going to be like, I want you dead type thing. You I'm know changing what I mean? our relationship on Facebook to it's complicated. <laughs> 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 literally, literally, that is a perfect, that's perfect. Yeah. That, that's literally it. Uh, I think there's a second part of this question here. Um, and team sweet and sour. I mean, yeah, that's good. They're going to be pretty devastated because they're all pretty close. They're yeah. they're all pretty tight because Team Sweet and Sour, by all power level standards, is pretty low on the, the spectrum of power, I would wager, um, compared yeah. to the other squads we know. Yeah. And I think, I think that sometimes, somebody told me once it was like, something along, I'm going to butcher this this quote here, but it was like, you, you gain 
you gain friends off of your similarities or something like that. You gain bonds from your struggles or something along those lines. And I kind of related to that in that because we've seen so much synergy between them, there's not the like, oh, and Dorsey, go smash that thing. Or like, you know, we're going to do all this like, you know, crazy stuff. We have these mm-hmm. units on our squad. Like everyone had to really work in tandem and to know each other. Like I remember taking um, acting classes mm-hmm. and like that was a huge thing in college and in, in acting classes where it was like knowing your castmates, you know what I mean? And like knowing the people and like knowing your class in my scenario and on a deeper level than just like, what are we doing in this play? What are we doing in this scene? Like, no, 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 no. Like literally getting to know them as people mm-hmm. because we had to work as such a, like, you know, a cohesive unit. Otherwise this wouldn't work. So we had to genuinely feel for these other people. So I feel like sweet and sour, not that the other teams haven't done this, but have really done this and have Mm. been forced to do this because I don't think they would have made it this far up the tower if they hadn't. So I think that death definitely hits them really hard. Like it's a literal death in the family. You know what I mean? Like this is their, this is their family. So that, you know, that really sucks. And what are your thoughts on about arc Raptors daughter for the future of the story? I, I said this in the live stream, but I'm really hoping that his daughter plays maybe doesn't have to be a significant role, but a, I hope she's alive. Cause that would really just like be a kick in the balls. If she was dead or something or gets killed, that would suck. But not only that, I hope, I mean, she's, a, she has 10 great families blood. So she's clearly got to be, you know, something. Um, but I hope that she doesn't get, you know, just kind of whisked aside or like bad things happen. I hope that she has, I hope that she's a good person. I'm assuming that she is. If her mother, uh, you know, attached to Ark Raptor. I'm assuming she had to have some, have some character because Ark Raptor is a man of character. Uh, I would like to assume. So I'm hoping that that got kind of passed down in some way, shape, or form. We know that some of the members of the Ten Great Families, you know, uh, Ewa as one and Dorsey as another. You know, like these people, they don't have to be their parents. They don't have to be evil. Um, so I hope that she's relevant. Uh, I hope that she lives, and I hope that she gets to, you know, do good works. Um, so that Ark Raptor can kind of live vicariously through her in that sense. So those are my thoughts. Okay. Um, so with the BAM, uh, like uh, that whole thing, BAM and Rachel, um, I kind of agree. It's like with with uh, you where it's like, I don't, like I'm, because like I'm done. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. There's like you were saying, bro, even if she was like, the earth is hooked up to a bot. Let it blow. Okay. <laughs> Let it blow. There's not a single thing, not a single excuse or reason that you could give me that would be like, oh, you know what? They had to go. You're right. It's like, no, fuck that. You go that. Like, <laughs> it's like, so, yeah. but I know, like, you know, I'm not thinking the way Bomb is. And, and yeah, we've got this relationship where it's like she took care of him and stuff. But it's like, dog, when are you going to open your eyes and be like, <laughs> this isn't about, like, the, the relationship you want. Sometimes you have to face the cold, hard facts that the people that you, like, the version of somebody you want them to be is not always the same exact thing as the person they are. Mm -hmm. The Rachel that raised you, that took care of you, that, like, you know, instilled all the ideals that you have in you is not, that's not really her, right? It's nothing more than a mask. It's nothing more than a face that she can put on to get, like, you know, to get you to her side, so to speak. She does it with virtually everybody that she's met in in a different version or different form. That, like, that's the way some people are. And, like, it's, I think it's Bomb's failure to to understand that. Like, I think in his mind, he's wholeheartedly set that if he can just, like, plug through enough, he can, like, get that Rachel back. And, like, I don't think she was ever there. I really don't. I think no. the version of Rachel that he knows and the one that he tr- cherishes and treasures 
was just a, was a fake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Was just a mask because, again, I, she seems to have no problem putting it on with everybody else that she interacts with. Yeah. He, and I think that yeah. she she just, like, so, I, I don't know. I think, and this is why, like, I, I really hope, you know, people in BAM's party here, we, you know, you've got Kuhn and Dorsey, you know, Yuri, whoever, like, really, like, this kid just needs, like, a hard sit down and, like, look, like, you know, like the the goodwill hunting. It's not sure. your fault, talk. Because yeah, it's like yeah. you you need to realize, and I, and I say you need to realize this now, and maybe not before, because like now it's before it was like okay, what are we giving up by like letting Rachel go here? And it's like a chance to learn more information about bomb or a chance to learn more information about Fug. Yes, potentially something else. Sure, but we didn't know at the time. It like now lives are gone. We've lost people now. Yeah, that, and that blood is on Rachel's hands. So like. Not in any way saying that like that blood is on Bomb's hands by extension, but it's like Rachel is still a problem of yours. You need to, in some version, in some way, shape, or form, you need to take responsibility for that and do something about it. Whether it's incapacitate her, lock her up, so she like whatever, uh, kill her. I, I like I don't know what the best option is. I take the bitch's head off personally, <laughs> but I, I'm not a, I'm not a good person. Yeah, like yeah. so it's it's. I don't know, but I, I again, I do feel like regardless of what I guess the the, the rational mind would think, um, I, I do think Bomb is still kind of going to be like, you know, all right, but like yeah. why? Um, so whatever. And, but I think what worries me about that though is I'm like, okay, then like, what is it going to take? Who who is it that you have to lose to her before you like end up dropping this whole thing and you're like, all right, she is an enemy through and through. Uh, no, I think I got a little bit of input on that. Uh, yeah, done, yeah, sure. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's that's that. I, I just don't fuck with that whole thing in any way, shape, or form. Um, next part, and, and Sweet and Sour, I feel like they're going to, they might align with Kuhn's way of thinking, like, yeah, she's got to go. We got to kill it. Because the thing is, the only thing that ties Bomb to Rachel as far as, like, an allegiance is his, his, his past relationship with her. Sweet and Sour doesn't have that, bro. They don't even know this bitch. And she <laughs> killed and, and, and was responsible for killing essentially a quarter of their team. I'd be like, oh no, she's gotta go. <laughs> Why? Cool. How do we how many times we gotta kill? Like, cause they don't, you know, like Arc wrapped, like there's that panel or the flashback with um Team Sweet and Sour, which is between the conversation with Wang Nan and Arc Raptor. And like you see it so many times earlier in the stories, like you said, like these guys, this group is a family. They're not like a team. Like they're a they're a literal family, bro. Like yeah. that shit's gonna hit them. Way harder than like, and not just again to say this in a way that like Bomb doesn't care, but it's gonna hit. I think it's gonna hit them harder than it hits Bomb. I really do because again, I think some part of Bomb is gonna try and sympathize with Rachel, but none of them of Sweet and Sour are gonna do that. They're all gonna be like, "Wow, really? You, all right, that's it. <laughs> like we're talking, <laughs> yeah, you know." And so I think they're gonna take it a lot harder, and I think they're gonna be a little less lenient with mm. with Rachel and her ideas. Um, and what was the? Damn, I'm forgetting all these questions. What are your are. thoughts about Arcraptor's daughter for the future of the story? Um. I think so. My only thing with what you were, I was remembering now what you were saying is that, like, I would like to think that, like, you know, she's got, she's, she's going to be sort of like the extension of Arc Raptor. But if she was taken away, if her and her mom were taken away from Arc Raptor mm. um, at, you know, X age they were, and have now lived a life away from him, I would be hard pressed to think that she would be 
in sort of Arc Raptor's line of thinking? Because Arc Raptor, I feel like like you spend enough time alone and you can sort of introspect sure. yourself into a halfway decent person, which yeah. is clearly what Arc Raptor's done. But she's not. She doesn't have that benefit. She doesn't have that environment that she's in. I think if she's a with some version of some of the ten great families or some higher ups, like she's probably been pretty corrupted to a point. Like I, I think if anything, when we meet her, we're gonna see like a Elaine uh, Kaiser situation where she's sort of been coerced into thinking that like Arc Raptor and that whole section of her life was like a mistake and she shouldn't. You know, and so like then it's gonna take you know bomb and and the squad to to show him protagonist her and be like, look, our raptor was like actually the realest nigga in the whole town. <laughs> so like, come correct on your on daddy raptor. Like that that man was he was a man, and like, but I I do actually think that w- I one I do think we're gonna meet her and I do think she'll play some role. I don't know about like super significant, mm. um, but I do actually think she's gonna be somewhat of an antagonistic force, and I think she's gonna mm. eventually be like, oh, our raptor, or you know like, what he was he was a mistake, and it's like. Oh man, that would suck. <laughs> yeah, well, that's my thought. Anyway, Gavin, you were okay. So with the beginning of it, um, the deaths, how are they going to affect Coon, especially because of Rachel's involvement? So if I can try to reclaim my train of thought on that, um, pretty much what I think what is going to happen with Bam is similar to what we have seen before, and he's going to further develop his god complex. But in the way, so when you like introduce Rachel into that equation, what I feel is going to happen is. Bam is the type of person who has made excuses for Rachel, you know, from this entire point and has been able to excuse her. Sure. Now, coming with this death, I feel like he isn't going to, like, obviously we know he's not going to just turn and want to kill Rachel. So he, he's deluded in that fact, or he's delusional in the fact where he still has ties with the older Rachel, has those feelings, thinks, thinks that she is that person. So with that delusion stepping into Bam's shoes, what I think his mindset is going to be coming out of this is he is going to, he is going to continue with the God complex that he has been kind of going down that path and kind of curate it in a way where he sees Rachel and this person and now who has committed these acts instead of blaming, instead of putting the blame on her and her actions and holding her responsible for them. I feel like Bam is going to feel like now he needs to also get power to take Rachel out of the situation that she has been pushed, that she has been put in. So with the mindset of, Oh, Rachel's being manipulated by Fug. She it, she hasn't always been like this, so something had to have turned that dial and forced that dial to be turned mm. for her to act this way. So Bam is now going to take it upon himself to get Rachel out of the situation that she has been pushed in, which may not necessarily be by herself in mm. his eyes. Although we don't see it that way because she is willingly making these decisions through Bam, he isn't going to look at it through that lens. It's going to be more as she's being manipulated. She's being manipulated to the point where she has lost herself. And she is so tunnel visioned on these dreams that Bam knows what these dreams are. Mm. So he's gonna come at he's gonna come at her with the thought of, hey, you're being manipulated. I have all this power. I can show you your dreams. And that is gonna be like that complex that he like manifests in himself to hopefully get Rachel out of this rut. And we all know that that can also be some of the reasons why Rachel is in this to begin with, because Bam was the star. So it is a going to clash. It's not going to lead to what he wants to, but I feel like that is, that is going to be the result of the deaths that had happened is just that whole mindset of, I need more power. I need to now help Rachel in this situation. And it's just going to derive into this whole mess, which is going to a be completely opposite of what team sweet and sour is going to have because obviously with arc raptor and prince being a staple of their team now being killed by rachel and not having that past they're just going to want her dead they're, they're just going to they're going to want her to be dead 
And Bam is really going to be that token to kill her or Coon. And Bam isn't going to be about that. So that is going to drive a wedge between Bam and Team Sweet and Sour. Thus, moving forward to my later prediction where I think Bam is going to be split away from the team. So out of all of this and Bam wanting to help Rachel, now Team Sweet and Sour isn't going to be happy with him. And Bam's going to be like, look, I'm not killing Rachel. You know, I'm going to help her. And they're going to be like, no. There's no helping her. We're going to kill it. And Bam's going to be like, all right, well, and it's going to lead through however many events. And then eventually it's going to lead to their split and all that stuff's going to go down, um, which is going to be horrible. But that is what I think is going to come out of these deaths. Very unfortunate, but it is what it is. And until he, his balls drop, you know, it is, it's, it's, <laughs> it's what we're going to have to deal with. I'm quite sorry. Until he breaks that delusional bubble, we're, we're dealing with it. So it is what it is now. Going to Arc Raptor's daughter in the future of the story, eerily, I echo Isaiah with that mindset where I don't think that she is going to be the greatest person or really emulate Arc Raptor and who he was as a person. And even with that out of the equation, I almost don't want to see his daughter because I'm not going to be able to handle that, bro. Especially if she has, like, fond memories of him and is like, oh, my God, like, my dad's... Bro, I'm, I'm crying. Like, I don't <laughs> want to see her because I don't want to go through this. And I kind of, in a weird way, hope she's an ass me so then I can, like, not feel as much, um, like, <laughs> sentimental value toward Damn. it. But no, no, no. I I, I have a feeling she's not going to be, like, the best person in the world. However, if she is, again, if she is just like a mini arc raptor, I'm going to be just as upset. So how do we erase this whole problem and equation? Just don't add her in it. Keep her out. SIU. Don't bring her in, please. <laughs> Meanwhile, blog posts. You'll see her. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just going to cry. I'm just going to cry. First yeah, of all, uh, um, I am upset that you get the cool theories because you answered that question last. So I'm blaming it on that and not because we didn't think of them. Anyway. <laughs> that's actually, after thinking about it, that's very true. Yes. Correct. And there's no way to argue it. Yes, absolutely. So Gavin cheated. All right. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a good theory. The first one, though, I have to say, I, I like that a lot. Um, that that was good. I I could I could totally see that being a route that they go down. So that was that was really good. But yeah, anyway, uh, question right. three is next I take question away. is from El Eligus Eligus Eligus. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Eligus. Uh, so after today, can Rachel be redeemed anymore? Can White? Do you will, do you think you'll ever forgive them? No, no, and no. All right, Ian. Yeah, I was I was gonna say, uh, do you mind? I was gonna like give me the honors, and I was gonna go. Hell no, <laughs> no way. I mean, I, I sort of said it in my in the first question. It's like I, there's, there's not, a, there's just not, there's not a single thing that could happen in the story. Like, no, nope. yeah, I, I would say so. All right, just just to just to throw a wrench into mm. things here. Actually, I no, so go ahead, go ahead. I will add one point in White's corner. Mm. Because for me, personally, White is a nigga who came out the gate being like, no, I'm an ass and I eat niggas. Like, that's what I do. <laughs> All right? I'm evil. I'm fucked up. Like, I'll kill you and I'll smile about it. And I'll laugh at your loved one's faces. And then I might eat them too. Because my sword is sharp. It's the strongest. And I'm that nigga. Like, that's who I am. But there were no misconceptions that White was anything other than who he is. Rachel is White, but lied about it. So, in conclusion, if White were to have some sort of redemption arc, although I think the veil is thin, I could see him being like... White killed billions of people. Literally billions. You understand? Yeah, but we didn't know these people. So they're irrelevant. Billions or not, they could just die. We don't need them. No, no, no. We're derailing. I didn't even finish my goddamn sentence. I don't see White getting a redemption arc in terms oh of like, God, oh man, I've seen the error of my ways. Let me strap up with the crew. But I see him having a redemption arc in like, 
oh, I fucked up. Let me give up my life in the scenario now so that Bam or X people or whatever can like get to the next floor or live or what, like he's going to have to like <laughs> would sacrifice himself. Don't fucking attack me like that, you imbecile. <laughs> That Unreal. was a fantastic answer. You're crazy, <laughs> but I mean, you know, <laughs> you're crazy. I'm <laughs> bro. All right, so I will. Um, I will. All right, white. Hell no, bro. White. White is. I, okay, so I guess this is the question, right? I actually think this brings up an interesting question, and I'm curious to know chat. Uh, chat. I'm sorry. Com in the comments, I'm curious to know the viewers' thoughts on this. Do you think? Do you give someone more of an exemption if they come out the gate swinging? like being like echoing what I say I said, right? Like, do you say, okay, you know, that like I, I'm willing to like, I didn't know those people, you know, like you were saying, I know you were joking around, but like, mm. but seriously, right? It's like, I didn't know there's billions of people. You know what I mean? Like he came out the gate. He didn't have any qualms about it. He said he was evil right off the rip, right? Like, do you genuinely kind of be like, okay, you are who you are. I give you, you know, I hate you less. Um, or no, do you, do you, you know, are you like, okay, it's, it's really, you killed someone or you didn't, right? Like you committed said evil act or you didn't. Doesn't matter if I knew him or not, or if you came out swinging or you were docile at first, right? Like, I am very curious to know that because I would actually wager to say that most people, at least in the confines of the story, probably do give white more slack for that. I, I would, I would wager to guess, right? Over Rachel, who I, what, which I think is interesting, um, because white, <laughs> if, I mean, I would like to preface this by saying I don't think any of them deserve redemption. So before I get a thousand comments being like, oh my God, he's part of the RDF. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Because I can already fucking hear it. But um, no, I, I do think that none of them are, or both of them are, are, are bad and they don't deserve redemption at all. But it is interesting to me that I would wager to say that probably more people would be more tough on Rachel as opposed to white. When I do find it interesting that white has literally killed, and that's not even an exaggeration, in billions of people. Like that, that's like a lot of fucking people. Like we have in history books, the most evil mofos of all time. I, we got like Hitler, we got Stalin, we got Mao Zedong, we got name Castro, name off of you. They've killed like combined total a fucking, a drop of water compared to what, how many well, people Joaquin so has killed. So I do, I do find it interesting and we're ready to, and those are all evil people, obviously. And we're ready to call them evil because that's what they are. And again, this is a fictional story, but I do find it interesting. Um, and I, and I think that's part, and I, why I find this interesting is because I think this is part, that's like part of human, it's part of human nature to hate Rachel more than white, which I find interesting because I think it's the fact that, there's a saying out there that says no foe is more hated than a former friend. And I think the fact that Rachel has so much of that buildup before the betrayal. And I think the fact that Rachel has killed, i.e. Arkraptor, people that are and betrayed people that we have developed a strong emotional bond to, even if it is just that one, two or 10 people. I think that invokes a more visceral reaction amongst people that read it because they have more of an emotional tie. I don't think there's anything wrong per se. I don't want to demonize anyone to, and say like your opinion, like I'm just bringing up a point here. I think it's very interesting. Um, so I, I do think to get to the question, I definitely don't think that, I mean, I don't think any of them do, but <laughs> certainly not white by any, by any stretch of the term, that guy has killed billions of people. I, that's the argument done. Um, doesn't matter if he came out swinging or not. That's insane. But uh, Rachel, I also don't think deserves it, but I really think this was the real nail in the coffin. Um, I think that there, up until this point, 
Um, although I don't agree with this sentiment, but I could see the argument of some people being like, okay, well, she didn't actually kill anyone, right? And if there was like, if we find out that there's some, you know, person at the top that's literally orchestrating everything, he said, push bomb, he's not going to die. Don't worry. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's not going to die. You have to do this part. You got to lead him along. You got to push him again. He's not going to die. We already have all this panned out. You have to go through these motions. You're going to get up, but you don't, you didn't actually kill anyone. Um, and I think that she is straight scum throughout all that. But if you wanted to argue the fact that it's like she never spilled blood, whatever, it's a weak argument, but fair enough. Um, but I do think at this point now that she is, I mean, whether she drove the spike or Ark Raptor ran into it, the fact that she was, it's like, you're going to put on the big boy pants now. You know what I mean? Like you're the villain. You know what I mean? Like you, you better own up to that shit. And like, that doesn't mean we're going easy on you now. Cause you, you killed that man. The, you know, like technically you killed that man. You talked the talk and now you had to walk the walk with it. Um, I don't really think she was worth saving at all. Cause she's just a terrible person in general. But I think this for me was the, uh, hypothetical nail like in the coffin. It's weird though. Like when, when people use the term and that's uh, why, that's why I like that this question is broken up into, do you think any of these characters can be redeemed and do you think they can be forgiven? Mm -hmm. Because I think they're two separate things, but people like okay. so often confuse them as the same thing. Um, like, I don't think redemption is the same thing as forgive. I would never forgive either Rachel or white, regardless of even if the scenario, white scenario played out, like I just said exactly how I said, I still wouldn't forgive him. That's not the same thing. Redemption, I think means that like, in his last moments of life, this evil man did one noble act or did one good deed. And in that moment was redeemed. He's not redeemed for like the entirety of his life. He will still be remembered as this, you know, crazy evil person who did all these terrible things. He won't be forgiven, but like th that doesn't like, th like those things aren't, you know, they're not the same thing. Like that, somebody, that's fair, somebody can, I guess. can perform a redeeming act, okay, but not be forgiven. So in that scenario, again, I think there's, to be honest, just a little bit more of like, there's more courage and more, like, I hesitate to use the word respect, where it's like, again, if white is like, I'm evil, and that's the kind of person I am. And like, granted, like, when we're talking about somebody like white, or really any of the villains that we'll meet from the 10 great families, like, like that shit trickles from the top in my mind. So it's like, how many of them were evil, evil? Like, you know what I mean? Like, out the womb evil, and how many of them, like were pretty okay and then their mom or dad or aunt was like <laughs> and now they're evil so like you know it, it like so because i mean we know that the re fa the father that's a nasty nigga bro <laughs> he doesn't tolerate like emotions happiness love uh, none of that shit so how do we expect someone like joaquin to come out anything less than a psychopath <laughs> so it's like but my my point in all this is that i don't think i i think that white being like yeah, this was what my environment did to me. This is who I am. Like, this is who I am. But somebody like Rachel being like, this is who I am, but I'm going to lie to you and tell you different. I'm going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you that, like, oh, I'm actually, like, super friendly. Tells me that, like, you don't even like yourself enough to, like, be honest with who you, to be honest with other people about who you are okay. and in turn not be honest with yourself. R real quick, though. So I hate to cut you off, but I don't want to lose this thought. Could you argue, though, that the, the only reason that Joaquin is able to be like that is because he has the overwhelming power and presence to be actually able to do so. Because I think I would argue that if Rachel had that same ability, it w there wouldn't be a need to hide it. Because you know what I mean? Like, Joaquin is so fucking strong that he's like, why would I hide it? I'm the fucking shit. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah, if you yeah, had yeah. evil intentions, but you're literally useless, I don't think so. you kind of have to, right? Because we have characters like Wang Nan. 
okay. who doesn't have any powers for shit, but always stays true to how he actually feels, doesn't lie to anybody about like what he's thinking, about what he wants from people. And so again, even if she was like this evil scum and didn't have any powers and constantly got like, you know, had to like get other people's help or was getting like her ass whooped in every fight or whatever, it's like she's being true to herself. Out the gate, she's not fucking with anybody on any unnecessary like psychological or emotional level. Wang Nan doesn't do that. Wang Nan doesn't have any powers, but he doesn't, he's not like, oh, like, you know, whatever, like, sorry, I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I'm, I'm the leader here because like, I can't fight. I'm not doing the dirt. You know what I mean? Like Wang Nan, that on that level of like, I like, well, okay. J- just to, sorry, but I think, I think it's hard when you're, when you throw Wang Nan into the mix because he's like almost the antithesis if um, or bomb to Rachel. So it's hard to be like, well, he's true to his morals, okay, well, but he's a good guy. Shit, so like, yeah. I think the okay. white Rachel thing, like okay. if white was as weak as Rachel, do you not, th- and, but like, do you not think that he would also resort to underhanded trickery in order to fulfill well, that's goals? The, uh, and then I if don't, the roles were flipped, Rachel would be like, yeah, fuck off. What are you going to do? You I, know I, I mean? don't know. Because like we, it, to me, it, it, I feel like it's a personality thing. Like it's a okay. character thing. Right. So I do feel like, you know, white may not be able to back up all or, or, you know, keep calling, we keep calling him white. Like it's Joaquin, the but whatever. whatever. Yeah. White's easier to say. Um, <laughs> um, we like, he may not be able to back up all of those claims he makes or things he wants to do, okay. but like he would still be there. There wouldn't be this like, you know, false or phony facade of like, oh, I'm your best friend. But like the second I get a chance, I'm going to get, I'm going to find some, un, you know, some ridiculous, you know, underhanded tactic to betray you. Mm. I just think it says more about a character that's like, yeah, this is me a hundred percent through and through versus like, no, I'm going to pretend to be everybody's friend until the, somebody, you know, says something I don't like or I get the slightest chance to portray somebody and get over them and then I'm going to do that because yeah. like, that's better than facing reality. Gavin, hit us up. I'm sorry. We've been hogging the spotlight here. No, you're good. I had a question because um, with the redemption of White, so you think that there would a point where he could be redeemed in a sense? You're talking about, okay. Yes. Like you were going on that point and kind yeah, of drifted. So yeah. I, just get I don't an think, answer. again, I don't think he could be redeemed like – in his in the entirety, I don't think the entirety of his life mm-hmm. could be redeemed. I think he could perform a redeeming act. Sure, I okay. think there are some there are things he could do that would like redeem his character as a whole, but it doesn't make the whole character redeemable. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So with that same thought, would you be able to apply that to Rachel in that philosophy? Yes or no? No, because again, sort of going with the thing I was talking before, I think it's the fact that Joaquin has been honest with himself because like again if he were to perform said redeeming act like there is no it's not like he's pretend he's been pretending to be this person and 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 the redeeming act is him coming to term like he 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 is already his true self and it's just a matter of that personality changing you know what i mean where it's like so so what's weird because i want to throw in a little bit and i can see that with well not that i can see that nor do i believe it's the case but i feel like it's almost fair where if we're gonna put white on that same pedestal where he could be not redeemed, but show an act of redemption that may show something. I feel like that would have to apply to Rachel as well because say that, although I don't believe it, somewhere down the line, she does change personally, is ex- is able to accept people around her, and say she even went against Fug, went back to Bam, helped Bam out, and did all of these things, those are acts of redemption. And they're honestly, they are within her grasp to attain and follow through if she had that mindset. So with said change of mindset, I do think that there could be a path for partial redemption, like the same kind of redemption that White has, where it doesn't whitewash everything that she's done in the past, but there could be a point where it's like, 
okay, I tip my hat to you. Like, finally, you're not a fuck up, and you did something somewhat properly. Like, okay, I hate you just. Instead of being a 15 out of 10, you're like maybe a 14.9875. You know, like, there, yeah. there, is a, there is an option that could show a little bit of redemption to her character. And I guess that is something I wanted to throw yeah, in. Yeah, I, so I actually agree because now that I'm thinking about it, essentially what we're saying is it's like, Yes, I, I would give you this redeeming act because the redeeming act you're doing is dying. Like, that's what you're doing right, and that's what you're doing. Like, I, like yes, Joaquin, go die properly. Like, be, be a good guy and die for us. Sure. And I would say the same thing to Rachel. And, and I guess that is my point. Like, I yeah, I could give Rachel that if she was giving up her life. If whatever she was doing still worked out to where she got to live, in my book, like, the scale doesn't, doesn't weigh out. But does it, it have to equate to her life? Because what if she has, a like, a literal, like... Say she has her midlife crisis and literally just does a 180 flip-flop and is just a completely different person. And that didn't bring her death, but she starts making the right decisions. Although it's a hard grab, and I know it's a hard reach, it's more just to play devil's advocate and for shits and wiggles. So I'm going to throw that at you. I got like with the with, I can't I, I right, to be honest up. because I, I I wouldn't trust it I wouldn't trust her I don't I don't have I mean like something. Monumental would have to ha she would have to do. I'm talking like change the tower, alter everybody's perspective of reality, like get rid of Jahan and the Tim Great families, make everybody like really get everything. all like, that, bro. Uh, because I I don't I'm trust not cut her. her slack, but I like don't, I don't trust that if Rachel got in a scenario where she changed but was still alive and kicking, that she wouldn't just go back to her ways given the chance. Because Rachel is a person that to me wants what she wants at any cost. So again, if like changing and altering her way gets her close to that, just to switch, like we already know she has no yeah, problem lying yeah. to people. We know she has no problem using people and playing mm -hmm. whatever version of Rachel they need her to, to be. So like until death, because it's so finite, like, you know what mm. I mean? Because it's so permanent. Yeah. It's like, oh wow, you're willing to X out of this game like entirely. Yeah. Okay. That's something. But in, in my mind, anything less, it's like, I don't. No, I, I could totally see. I could totally see too, because it's like. Be, the fact that Rachel couldn't do the thing to commit the atrocities that White could doesn't make her necessarily more honorable because she was too weak to do it, right? So it kind of harkens back to my other point where it's like if the roles were reversed, like do we think Rachel with that sort of power would have done similar things, you know? And, and there's really no way to answer that concretely because she's not the roles aren't reversed. So we really don't know, uh, but I think that that's what it is. I, I think I place them... I think that it's like one, once you get so low, whether it's I killed a billion people or, you know, you have the mindset of Rachel, um, there's like a level where it's like, why, like, do we even need to do like it's a strict comparison? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Anymore yeah, yeah, where it's yeah. like when you get so low that it's like both of you. And that's not to say that it's like, all right, once you kill a thousand people, we'll exempt the rest. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, bills yeah. on us. Like, fuck it. You already <laughs> killed a thousand. Like, what's another put it on the tab. You know, put it on the tab. Like, that's not to say that either. So, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. do get worse. But I think it just, it goes into a really deep, like, moral philosophical thing where it's like, okay, her yeah. mindset versus what your actions did, et cetera. But I actually loved this question. Yeah. It was very short, sweet, and to the point. But, like I said, I yeah. love the moral dilemma questions. And I think this one really hit the nail on the head with that kind of stuff. But, I mean... I don't know. Beautiful. It, it's a, it's Beautiful some crazy question. stuff. They would they would both, you know, I don't know, man. Yeah, let us know what you think. Um, and try, try, try. I know it's really difficult. Try and not be incredibly biased. Just it's like we hate Rachel and no matter what. But, like, really give it some conscious thought. You know what I mean? Compare White 
take the things that we just said, whether you agree or disagree, um, but take the facts, you know what I mean? And try and deduce your own thing from there. I think that's what makes Tower of God such an interesting story is the fact that we can have conversations like this um, over these characters that are really pieces of garbage. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, moving on to the next question. Gavin, I believe it is your turn. Oh, it is my turn. <laughs> so what do we got for number four? We have AK Game at, or Games 22. What are your thoughts on Jihad locking the upper parts of the tower and the keys to unlock it being the rings in the 13th and the 13th month series swords um, or weapons, not swords. Uh, also, what does this mean about every ranker that climbed to the tower after Jihad? Thoughts on Jihad and company not reaching the top of the tower. So. This one is honestly, th this has kind of stumped all of us. I think when we found that out and, you know, he act that like Jihad and gang didn't reach the top of the tower. And I mean, a few thoughts do cross my mind and I guess it, it's almost very surface level because we don't have any information on it. And I guess one of them is whatever that next floor holds is a power that even Jihad, like Jihad can't handle. Like it's just some force or being that you know, he's not able to overcome or feels like he doesn't need to overcome. So he was just like, screw that. I'm gonna lock the door and nobody's ever going to get up. Like nobody's going to be able to get past it. However, I can't help but feel that that doesn't uh, benefit Jihad in any way. Like, I feel like there either has to be something that opposes Jihad's ideals above that floor, or there needs to be something or a power that could overthrow said Jihad that he isn't able to achieve. And I can't help but feel, so all we know from Jihad is that seemingly he had decent intentions climbing the tower, and then there was a swap. Um, and that swap led to where we are now. So with that, I feel like, I almost feel like he locked the top of the tower because he reached a point in climbing to where he realized, like, hey, I don't need to do this anymore. I can literally just stop where I'm at and just do whatever the fuck I want because I already had the power. I already got the money. I already got the notoriety for getting this far with people. He's like, well, why do I need to go further? I can, I can have everything I've ever wanted at this point and not have to work for it anymore. Like I could just sit and just do whatever I want. So I do feel like that could be a pretty valid claim in terms of he just like, there was no need to go any higher. Like he already has everything he wanted to attain. What's the point? But then I also do feel like that there might be like an actual paradise that can be achieved if you reach the top of the tower. And that might've been something that, you know, is what original, uh, like originally what Jihad wanted to get, like the actual top of the tower where it is a paradise. However, through wrongdoings in that happened to him on his journey, that paradise might not be something that he wants others to be able to attain because he hasn't, or he's had so many law hardships. So he's locking it and preventing anybody else from being able to reach that pinnacle. Um, and those are kind of two things, I guess, that come to my mind. I don't, I honestly don't think either of them are true. However, like, I feel like it has cool philosophical notions that can be like dissected from. And like, for me, that's what I like. Um, so I don't know. It could be power. It could be a paradise or it could be just, he doesn't need to go up anymore, but I guess those are come up some of my contentions. Um, what else on this question? Um, I guess, you know, the keys and the 13 month swords, like that's just a safety for him, like splitting up the power, throwing it and, you know, probably banking on that. Nobody's ever going to be able to put them all together. Or if they do, then, you know, he's just screwed, but I don't think he really has that mindset that that's ever going to happen. 
Um, although the significance of them being exactly 13 weapons and two keys, I don't know. They probably do have something. Otherwise, you would have just made X amount of weapons or X amount of rings. Like, I feel like having the distinction is important. And what that plays, I don't know. But it has to be something, you know, whether the ring is meant for, you know, two specific people or, you know, two people who he expects to meet in the future along with, you know, however many people holding these swords or that's what it takes to, you know, culminate a team to go up higher. I don't know. So it's just, it's weird speculation on that part for me. Um, what does this mean about every ranker that climbed the tower after Jihad? Well, it's interesting because again, one of the points where we thought they reached the top of the tower was that they all said, when you reach the top of the tower, you will get whatever you want. Apparently that's not the case because they don't reach the top of the tower. So I'm guessing they get whatever they want restricted to what Jihad wants to give them in terms of information and, you know, money or anything. Um, so I guess it really, like, obviously it means a lot to get to that point because not a lot of people are able to, but it's not the whole enchilada when it comes to the grand schemes of the entire tower. Um, and was that all of the questions? I think that was it, yeah. you, you answered the last part in your first. Yep, perfect. All right, so then I will pass the torch. No, good stuff. I, I mean, I, I think I would echo all, a lot of your points in uh, regards to Jihad himself, personally. Um, I do feel that it's like, all right, how, how much farther up do we need to go before this just gets ridiculous? Um, and I think there is a point where it's like, okay, what do you mean when you say you want paradise? What do you mean when you say you want to become a god, right? Because theoretically, 134th floor, Jihad's up there. I mean, by all technical standards, right? Like, you're kind of a god at that point, right? Like you're not you're not the you're not an administrator up like on the higher ones, right? You're not like you haven't sur like tr like this transcendental thing that has like surpassed humanity, right? Like, but it's like you know, you're, you're a king, you know what I mean? And it's like for, for a human, um, that might be better in, in, in like, in a weird, in a weird sense, kind of echoing what Gavin was saying, where it's like, long story short, I, I don't think he, I don't, I don't know if there's really a need necessarily, at least for him, or there could be a flip. And again, kind of like what you were saying that it's like, there is a literal thing. Like, so one thing I'm curious about is, and it's hard, it, almost impossible to know this, right? Because if no one's been to the 135th floor, how do we know if there's ones after that, right? So I'm curious to know if it's, that's literally the last floor, the 135th, or it's like, no, this shit just goes indefinitely and nobody knows. And he just, you know what I mean? Like cut it at 134. And he's like, I just don't feel like going because it's like, I think this is a good stopping point. Or it's like, no, 135. I know that's the top. And I'm purposely <laughs> saying no one could go to that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think it, it definitely cracks open another whole can of worms here. Um, so I won't go too far into that, but I think that is relevant, you know, whether it, whether it's that or not, whether Jihad knows, because I think if, I think if he doesn't know that there are more, or if he doesn't know if there are more floors or not, then I would probably opt to think that it's literally something just as like, okay, I, I just don't think like I need to go higher at this point. And I think I'm just going to like make the cap here. But I do think if there, if that, that is the last floor or there's like Jihad has like a lot of knowledge on it, then I think it's some sort of power that he fears that maybe somebody else can get. Maybe something that he tried to get at one point and wasn't worthy of obtaining. We know a lot of the power scaling has to do with the contracts you make with administrators at this point. Um, so it could be something along those lines where it's like, maybe you get to a certain point in power and it's not about how much you could like blow people up and like do all this wild shit. It's about like, 
do these administrators deem you worthy or not? Like Thor's hammer style. Well, thing, I actually you know? wanted to go in on that because that yeah, revelation ahead. hit my mind. Like right as I thought it, you said it, and that's what because obviously we know there are entities. Don't take that, this moment from me. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, just but like with the God of Guardians, like we know there's yeah, entities yeah. who have been there since like before time, before our existence that we know of. So. Uh, assumingly, there's going to be other entities that, as you go up to each floor, and administrators that you need to have packs with. Obviously, we've seen it with Bam when he had to make his first contract with the administrator. They asked him, "What what do you desire?" You know, and I wonder if that was the same thing with Jihad, where to climb the tower, you need to have these certain intentions, and more or less ones that Jihad did have, and ones that Bam has. And since Jihad had changed so much, and when in the opposite direction, that when he was when he reached the 135th floor and talked to said administrator. They were like, what do you desire? He said what he desires at that point, and he's like, nah, like, you're not getting in. Or like, no, we don't want you. Like, you're not welcome up here. And, like, just off of that, he's like, all right, out of spite, locks it up. Nobody else. Like, we're done. Rejected. Um, and he just got rejected. And I feel like that could actually be a very valid point and could also, like, add a really cool storyline for Bam to kind of swoop in behind. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. There were more um, parts of the question, but it seemed like you wanted to say something. Go well, ahead. I, so I, I agree with um, – this thing that we learn um, does sort of support my theory that Jihad is probably one of the most conceited niggas in the entire <laughs> tower. Um, because I do think this was a guy who climbed up this tower uh, with either someone or something that he really loved. And at some point, he lost that thing. And in losing that thing, he was like, well, why the fuck am I climbing this tower anymore? <laughs> but was already at such a power level by the time he got to the top that he was like, well, fuck it. Like, I'm why why would I have to go up? I'm literally stronger than anybody in this tower. If I just stop here, as far as anybody else who ever climbs knows, this is the top of the tower. Like I'm 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 the greatest thing in the tower. And again, like you said, whether there's one final floor past 134 or whether we just got TLC going, you know, until yeah. whatever, um, is sort of irrelevant, right? It's the fact that Jihad has had for everybody else that is potentially climbing this tower, he has made the cap at where he is, right? He has tried to like set the playing field where he's like no, 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 I'm the king here. I'm the strongest of the shits. And, like, this is, you don't want, there is no 135. Like, yeah. what, you know? And so, but I think it's interesting because I think, again, this whole system that he's built is is basically one big way of, like, protecting that identity, right? Sure. Keeping this thing alive. I think the fact that there's the 13th month weapons, um, I think in total, unless it's been specified differently, that there might be 13 princesses of jihad. That, like, he uh, I believe so. Yeah, built the weapons wield them. Yeah. and so like they were saying that this, the whole running gambit here is that like the princesses are constantly fighting for the weapons. Oh no, wait, they're ten, right? Because no, I lied. That's the family heads. Continue. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> they the, and I, and I think that it's so. What I think that that does is if all the princesses are constantly fighting to have the weapons, mm. like nobody's ever going to get them all. Mm-hmm. So if you can't get all the weapons, you can't yeah. put them together. Yeah. And again, even if you put those all those weapons together, you still need the two rings. Yeah. The two rings, I think, are significant because I think they were originally made for the only two people that Jihad deemed worthy of being princes of Jihad. So I think they were they were he was like, all right, the like which I think are supposed to be the only two offspring that are males that he's ever had. Maybe. Um, which you know, wrong non Karaka, I don't know, yeah. but I think again the, the whole. And maybe that's even that feeds into like the idea of why Karaka and Wang Nan got split up. Like again, the whole system is built to keep all of this away so that this facade of like I'm the king at the top of the tower stays alive. Because the moment anybody gets that and puts it together, like that's all gone. I mean, like granted, you still have to be Jihad, but like that fa- that facade is gone. Again, it's kind of the same thing with like the administrator in Enryu. Mm. Once you pull the veil back from people and once you tell people that like Jihad is not at the top of this tower, 
he loses that. And like, sure. while it may at right now, again, seem like not a big deal to lose, like that is something because yeah. then he loses all these people. You know, I would, I would wager a guess that are initially like, yeah, I signed up with Jihad cause he's the best. It's like, wait a minute, you've been lying to me since day one. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's definitely interesting that we, yeah. this info that we learn. And I think, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I want to bring up a couple things because we read the blog post recently and he right. was saying, uh, uh, when he was referring to the rings, he said, oh, Wang Nan, Karaka, et cetera. And we were like, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. That's weird. So that's a question I have is like, is it only two? Because that'll be interesting because I don't know what's the rings that form one oh, part yeah, of the yeah, key yeah, yeah. and then the, the, yeah, the yeah. months. So that'll be interesting. Um, but kind of kind of echoing your point, which I found interesting, it's like where you were saying something along the lines of like he lost something and then he flipped. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I, I'm so kind of in a, a slightly different camp. I think that there's potentially a um, prediction here that Jihad wanted – Everyone to be happy, right? That was what he said to uh, calling him Thor, God of Guardians, um, you know, when he was training under him. He said, I want everyone to be happy. And kind of the assumption is that he came to some sort of epiphany that, I mean, for better or for worse, he realizes that, okay, I'm never going to be able to make everyone happy by my standards by letting them just do whatever the hell they want. This can't be some sort of free-for-all, Right my term of happiness has now become inverted where it's like, yeah, everyone's hunky dory, but because they're subjugated under me. Right. Mm. I think that's where the, the turning point is where it's like, cause there are certain, you know, there are certain stories and st- things of that nature where it's like people come to some sort of breaking point where they, they come to a point where they say, okay, the only way this is going to work is through subjugation and, and fear. And because I told you so, right. Mm-hmm. And like, you have to listen and you have to be happy. Everyone's happy or you're going to suffer consequences. Right. Because it's like, he maybe came to the conclusion that it's like, I can't trust people to be able to do this on their own. I'm just going to put a, a stop to this. Um, along with the standard, I'm also getting corrupted and, you know, happy is kind of like taking a back seat to yeah. whatever the hell I want. Right. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing, but again, you know, he gets the th- 130 for, damn it, 134th floor. And he says to himself, he's like, okay, I can go up, but I think I've established myself as the, as the strongest here and, and my squad, right? I have everything going around my finger. Why is it worth not, not only do I not care about what paradise could be, right? This, this a concept of a God, because I basically am one, uh, close enough. Um, but also the potential risk that weighs, right, to me in, yeah. in climbing it, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, as these floors get higher, we're on the 42nd floor, right, where we so. just ended off. Yeah, right. Like, these floors get exponentially harder mm-hmm. as they go, right? So the yeah. 45th floor might be, like, the first 40 floors combined in terms of, like, you know, how hard it is. Sure, sure. God knows when you get to that floor. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like you're just walking on hell, you know, or, or whatever the case might be, right? So I think it's, like, even for Jihad – it might be that it's like, I don't even know if I'm, if I got what it takes to potentially, like I may be risking my life at this point to actually complete whatever that next floor is. So like how worth it is it for me? Like it's just overkill at that point. I've already established myself. Like what the fuck is the point? And what is paradise? I've made paradise. I've made my own paradise. So who the fuck cares? You know what what I mean? mean, Like somebody who was robbed of what he, you know, again, going back into my theory of what he wanted, why would he try? Why would he be working that hard if his life is on the line 
for a paradise that gives everybody else what they want. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. care about that anymore. This jihad, again, that I guess that's the distinction is like when he turns, right? Yeah. Like this jihad doesn't give a fuck about what other people want. <laughs> sure. He wants what he wants. And yeah, that's yeah. absolute control and power. And so again, if he stops here, he's the strong, you know what I mean? The second those doors open, jihad is no longer the strongest person in the tower. It's mm. whatever nigga is on the, the yeah, next floor, yeah, or the next yeah. floor, or if there's more floors. Sure, sure. Yeah. Anyway, next question. Um, who's got next one? Me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Where am I on five? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, Pranov24, thank you for the question, says, How much blame can you put on Wang Nan's shoulders regarding Ark Raptor and Prince's death? How Ryun warned him that one of his teammates guarantee- was guaranteed to die. And to be honest, his plan was quite stupid. <laughs> on top of that, he rejects ba- uh, Bomb's offers to help him earlier. Do you think he overestimated himself? What are your thoughts? Um, I don't think that there's really, no, I don't, I, I might, this might be a hot take, but I don't really think there's any blame to be put on his shoulders, to be honest, because every single person in here was a, uh, individual party with their own decisions. Uh, sure. Maybe you could, no, not even, I was going to say, maybe you could argue Prince Misang cause they're younger, but no, because then we even get the scene later where Misang mm-hmm. is like, I, I get it. I know I'm risking my life every single day when I come here and I still consciously made the decision to come with you. Same thing with Ark Raptor, same thing with entirety of Sweet and Sour, anyone who accompanied him on this mission. So I actually don't think there is any blame to be put in terms of their death. Um, If you want to go into, you know, oh, well, he was the leader and his plan failed, so the responsibility rests on him. Sure, but I do think that's a separate thing from saying like they're, I think it's separate, right, in, in that regard where it's like, okay, maybe there's blame to shoulder on him because he has to take responsibility as a leader. But I don't think the fact that, you know, they, like their death, like that, that by itself, it's like we put all blame on him because I think, you know, these people, Wang Nan is sure the leader and people gravitate towards him, but Wang Nan is not ordering anyone to do this, right? He said, here's my plan. Does anyone have a better one? No. (laughs) Are you guys okay with going with this plan? Yes. Right there, it's like you sign the contract. You know, your signature's that's on a, it. Yeah. You're done. Like, you know what I mean? And that's not to discount their deaths or anything, but I don't think, I think Wang Nan's a little hard on himself, and I think, um, you know, this introspection he has with Naya being like, oh, it's your fault. These people come around you, and, you you know, you, you hide who you are and that kind of stuff, and you get put into these situations. Um, I don't think he's doing any sort of manipulative thing, you know, in this. I think he is, he, you know, even if there's more to him, I think Ark Raptor sums it up perfectly where he's like, dude, Honestly, I don't really give a shit what there's more of. You know what I mean? Like, not in that mean of a way, but he says basically, like, the point is you're good as you are, and even, like, even that included, I knew you were more than that anyway, but I still chose. You know what I mean? So don't beat yourself up over it. So that's... That's my uh, thing there. Yeah, I I think that's, like, the, the key thing here, and the key distinction is that, like, you could blame... Like, you know, let's just take the... Like, if we just simplify this, like, let's say Joaquin's team, right? Like Joaquin's telling everybody on his team what to do and where to go and, and how to do it. If they die, it's like, well, yeah, that's Joaquin's fault because he made them do that thing, whether they wanted to or not. Their choice was taken out of the equation. I think the main thing is choice. Mm. If Wang Nan was like, Ark Raptor, you don't have to do this. You don't have to be here. Him being like, no, I know. I ch- I'm choosing to be here. I want to be here. And again, yeah. like you said, that conversation with me saying, where she affirms the same thing, Wang Nan's team does not follow him out of a sense of like fear or duty. They do it because they want to do that, mm. right? And I think that distinction makes it so that, like, yes, as the leader, fault or failure of the mission or the plan rest on his shoulders, but not their life. 
That's yeah. not Wong Nan's fault and responsibility. And I do think, unfortunately, with the stuff like he's heard from Howard Yoon, like I think Wong Nan's head is in a terrible place. And obviously, this this the circumstances working out the way they did aren't going to help him because he's you know going to put all of that back on himself. But I do think that even talking about like the question says, uh, does Wang Nan overestimate himself? No, I don't think he overestimates himself. I think that Wang Nan is just trying incredibly hard to prove himself worthy. I think he sees that these people to some degree are willing to follow him and like put their lives on the line when they walk into a, a battle or a dangerous situation with him. And he wants them, he wants to prove to them that he's that good of a person. He wants to prove to them that he's the kind of person who can lead a charge, who can start a mission and end it. And I think with that determination and that like, that desire to want to be the leader that he that they all see him as mm-hmm. is what leads him to make these like you know reckless dis- you know sure. whatever. Um, but yeah, I agree. I definitely don't think that like this is Wang Nan's fault um, at all. <laughs> I, yeah. I, and I think again, you know, for me, the biggest thing is choice. Yeah. Anything to add, Gavin? Or? Uh, I I agree and disagree on some points. Like with the last part, I agree to an extent. I do think it wasn't a good idea um, because quite literally, like let's be real, it, even overestimating or not. And his intentions on trying to prove himself worthy or not, we he knew who he was going against, and that was White and Casano. We saw that fight with Bam and what it took for him to beat White. I'm going to be honest. There was no chance in fucking hell that even, and he knew that. There, there was no way you can pull this off no matter what you're scheming. Like, I'm sorry. It is White. And it is Casano. We know the powerhouses, and not even having Bam, he knew what he was going up against. Whether he felt it needed to be self-redemption or not, I'm sorry, but logistically, it was not a smart move. It was pretty actually fucking stupid. And I don't, I wouldn't say then that deserves to be put blame on his shoulders for said acts, because again, they were all independent parties who went along with that plan. They all felt like they needed to prove themselves. That is good, and that is where that blame should not be put on him. However, if we get to the question where it's like, do you think he overestimated himself? Yeah, he might have felt that he needed to prove himself, and this was the only way, the only route that he felt he could do so. And, you know, if it worked out, yay, it might have done something for him. However, with the whole just, they kind of went in with it, not really having a plan, made it on the spot, and it's against people who we know are powerhouses and who he knows who are powerhouses where literally there was no way that you can swing it to where it would have worked in their favor. And that's just how I felt at the end of it, like, it's White and it's Casano. It's Wang Nan, it's Arc Raptor, it's Meesing, and it's Prince. Like, I am sorry, but there is no way you could win. I don't care how much self-worth you want to prove. I don't care how much confidence you have. There, there, There's just no logistical way of winning. And it's like, that for me is just reality. Like, there's a difference between wanting to prove yourself and step out of the bounds and do it than actually objectively facing reality, putting yourself against the opponent stacking up the pros and cons and what can be actually attainable and then putting that into perspective and moving forward. I feel like he really did skip a dime on it and try to just move forward without, you know, maybe taking more precautions, whether that involves BAM or not. Obviously, that had other things going down the line, but, you know, he did it because he felt his back was against the wall. He wanted to save or Hor Yang. You know, he had good intentions. However, I just don't think it was a smart move, you know, whether, and I do think he was a little overconfident in that fact, even if it wasn't confidence per se that he knew he was going to win 100%, but it does take a bit of confidence to be like, yeah, I'm going after White and Yang and Rachel and Gang, and I just, I don't think it was a smart move. So, I think, well, so hey, um, if you don't mind, I, yeah. I did want to rebuttal that a little bit. Okay. Um, so, all right, to be fair, mm-hmm. White and Devil's Arm, yeah. 
power level wise. Like I'll punch yeah. you and you explode. Yeah. <laughs> he like even bomb, you know what I mean? Got kind of like yeah. Deus Ex Machina's out of there, you know, against white. So um, totally agree there. But to be fair, um, they, Wang Nan was not trying to fight them per se in a battle of strength, right? Yeah. Wang Nan was trying to use underhanded or, you know, subverting techniques in order to confine them based off mm-hmm. the situation that they were in, right? Rachel has this hold over White, you know, um, using the Pokeball, getting his ass whooped so then they could do the ambush on Casano because, you know, White really is the powerhouse problem. Mm-hmm. Like, Casano's bad, but they could potentially get him, which they did, you know, mm-hmm. for a hot minute. Um, you know, they just kind of got outplayed um, in that. So I think in terms of, like, raw power level, yeah, obviously they're never going to win, but I don't think that they ever intended to make this a thing about power level per se because white and casino aren't i mean like they're they're white's a prodigy like we get that but like in terms of like genius level like if he's going up against Mm -hmm. coon and then tries that plan it's like bro you didn't even put five steps ahead and to be Mm -hmm. fair his plan wasn't five steps ahead right Mm -hmm. it wasn't incredibly but he's not a coon you know what i'm saying like coon and harun harun could basically see the fucking future so that's that and like coon is coon right so it's like wangnan is working with like the best that he has with the team that he does have and yeah the plan might have not been like the the like the greatest heist ever imaginable but like they did what they could and i think that gets to my point really my overarching point here is like I don't think I could fault Wang Nan for trying. And I don't think that, I, I think that all he can do is try, right? Because it's like, we're at a point, like, sure, you can make the argument that it's like, oh, well, why didn't you just wait for Bomb to come back, blah, blah, blah. Bomb and them, as we kind of established when they do make that split, Bomb and them basically tell Wang Nan, it's like, that's good. I would love to help you. We kind of have our own shit going on. You know what I mean? And it's like, we understand your plight. And Wang Nan's like, no totally get it so like i don't really know if there's a scenario where it's like why non's like i'll ride it out i'll wait you know what i mean because it's like maybe they'll come back bomb will help me out with casino we'll wipe this whole fucking slate clean and we'll do that because bomb's only trajectory and that team is up and it's gonna take a fucking long time for them to get up that tower they're not even a, a, a third of the way through they're about a third of the way through right now right so like I don't know if there ever is another time where Wang Nan is even able to have said chance again or to be able to rely on people that are more powerful. And I think that's what makes it to me a little more, I don't know if justifiable is the right word, but like I cut a little more slack because uh, because I don't think there was another choice. It's either you you could say, okay, dude, you're going to get trounced by these guys no matter fucking what, so you might as well not even try it, right? It's like, but how far does that get you, right? Like better to have tried and, and lost than not tried at all. And you know what I mean? I, I just don't know if there's another scenario with the cards they've been given where it's like they can double back and they get like a three times as good plan with key players and the whole nine. Like, I think that time has passed. Yeah, but I mean, if I'm being honest, I think like, oh, they did what he did what he could because that was the card or that's all he had. I feel like that's a pretty, again, it kind of goes to what I was saying. That's a pretty bad excuse because he knows what he has and he knows what he's against. Like he has his cards. Yes, there may not be another scenario where he's able to do that, 
but you don't know. That's all theoretical. Yes, they're going up, but you, like that's the thing. You don't know. That's on the that's on the whole provocation that there wouldn't be a time where they'd had that scenario. So you're making that in the moment, and that's where I don't agree with where you're like, yes, you can commend him for doing that with the hands that he's dealt because he felt like he had no other option, and yes, that's the best thing that he could have done, but is that the best choice? And I'm not a big fan of going, oh, you know, just kind of throwing it all at it in the moment and just hoping for the best. You know, that's all you have. Like me, that just isn't always the best option and is always the correct option. And in the scenarios that it planned out, it wasn't the best option, whether, you know, taking apart the whole development of Wang Nan and who we could be and, you know, this being the catalyst for that in the future, I'm taking that out of the equation. It's more just the raw decision or the raw actions that had occurred in going on this pursuit where I don't care how you really break it down or, you know, what cards he had or what. It just wasn't a, even even in my my eyes, take white and everybody out, even even if it was not even a straw, like just display of power. If it was just doing these underhanded movements, doing anything, I don't think any of it, I don't think poking that bear is a good decision, no matter how you want to do it, no matter how you want to finagle it, even if it's just trying to maybe break him off, catch Casano and do this thing. In my eyes, even just all of them going against Casano is a bad option, you know, taking out White and everything, even if you're just trying to capture him. Like, I just, I, you know, I just don't think it was the best, uh, like, decision moving forward. And they pay the price, and it's that. But, like, I just, you know, I, I think that, given time or really anything, there could have been a better option. I don't think it was the best option. And even going into it, I they knew that like stuff can go bad. And that's why I don't hold any resentment against them. I just think that things could have been different. I think that it's it, it just it sucks because like in your explanation then the only other option for them is to just do nothing. Right. They either just sit there and they wait for Bomb or whoever else to maybe come back or they just give up entirely. And they're like, you know what? Sorry, Horyang, we're not gonna pursue Casano because we can't beat him. So, again, like, the only option, other option, then, is give up or give up, right? And they don't have, they, like, they can't do that. They're not going to just give up, right? If we've established the relationship between the team, Sweet and Sour, like, they're not going back to Gosang and being like, sorry, we're not going to, we can't get Horyang because, like, it's Casano. Like, he's just too strong. And to be fair, I do think if we're talking about, like, the plan that they come up with, like, again, White coming into the equation complicates things because of his power scaling, but, like, the plan works. They do ki kidnap Casano, and it's only until they get double-handed by Rachel and uh, White that Casano ends up escaping. That like the plan did. It's risky because it involved Wan Long basically taking a, the, the beating of his life. Really, Rachel. Sorry to cut you off, but White actually didn't have a way out of that room. They they theor they got White. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Was yeah really, right. You know what well, I mean? Like, like that's what I'm, that's what I'm, their whole team working together. But yeah. like the original plan of isolating Casano, because I, I Casano is a is a powerhouse. But he is by no means unstoppable, right? Mm -hmm. And we know that Casano, even in that, like, he can be beaten. And even with the tools that they were given from Sophia, who, like, gave them that, like, that's what I'm saying, is that, like, there were other options for them. There were ways for them to come up with a plan, whether it's with other, however many people's help that they need. But, like, just giving up or, or waiting is, like, that wasn't ever an option. Yeah, but now, now. Real quick. Say, oh, wait, hold on. Now, we'll Ilmar's saying, wait, no, no, wait. no, no, I'm not cutting oh. you off. I'm saying, oh. to make it quick. <laughs> so oh, yeah, yeah, no, but now, but now, Ilmar has to face, if he does wake up, that Arc Raptor and Prince both died in that event. Like, that's the thing where it's like, yes, you know, they might not have had that option and they got, had to go back. Wait, what's her name? Glasses? Um, Go saying. Yeah, they might have had to go go back to Go saying and be like, yeah, we weren't able to get him now. Maybe in the future. I don't see it as giving up in a sense because they're not. Like, Ilmar is still there. They want to help him. It's more just taking the tactical route in patience and, okay, we're going to wait till we have a better opening. Not like, oh, we're giving up. He's just gone. He's It's, it's playing the long con in the waiting game. And that, yes, that might not be the best 
like that isn't the best option on the table and something that you want to do. But now they go back to Geese saying and be like, yeah, well, we didn't do what we intended to. And we lost two people who were, again, really, we Ark Raptor and Prince. And that's what I'm getting at. It's like, you know, apples to oranges here for me. It's just they're not going to connect. And now you have more casualties in a plan that I thought was already fragmented and just leads to further problems, except for the fact that we know Wang Nam has lit, like latent abilities and this is going to be a huge catalyst for him. So that is it. Uh, we can move on to the next one. All right, what do we got? Number right. six, I right think it's you, Izzy. Yes, number six is by X Guerrero. He says, what do you think of the parallels between Bomb and Wang Nam? Both of them want to save their friends, but one has the ultimate power, being the irregular, and the other is almost absolutely powerless, at least for now. What kind of endgame will they have, in your opinion? Friends, enemies, any thoughts on Wang Nan gaining friends with his ideals and then being the only one to survive? Um, so I, I, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting that Bomb is somebody, because he's is sort of naturally bestowed with so much more power. Um, again, this is kind of like the, the Joaquin Rachel thing we talked about at the beginning. If he has ideals, he has a better chance of like backing up said ideals because he can be like, oh, well, come to it. I could put my money where my, ma my mouth is, so to speak. Um, I think it says more for Wang Nan's character, though, that he doesn't have those abilities but still tries as hard as Bomb. Um, but I do think ultimately it could put them in a position where Bomb actually, it might end up being like a weird turnaround thing where Bomb, in a sense, becomes like the villain, right? Because it's like he ends up sort of going down the jihad path of like, fuck, I, I need more power. I, I need power, I get power, and people just keep dying. Well, then I need more of it. I need more. I need so much power that I never have to worry. But in that pursuit, again, absolute power corrupts absolutely. He ends up turning into the thing that he was trying to fight off where Wang on somebody who had to work and work and work and, and like struggle for every ounce of power that he gets is almost always going to be humbled in a way and always understand that, like, <laughs> to quote Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. It's a and good that, quote. Like, <laughs> yeah, and that he can't, you don't fucking around with that kind of stuff, you know, in the guise of, like, Bam, Irregulars, Jihad, all that stuff. It is a dangerous game in itself, and it's sort of what puts makes Bam more susceptible to that kind of stuff, where Wong not... So I could see, like, a weird they are friends and they become enemies kind of scenario play out from that. Um, although I don't know. I think, personally, Bam's personality is a little bit too, uh, you know, Shonen protagonisty, joy, you know, uh, guy to fall, like to to straight fall into the villain role. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just think it'll be interesting going forward because again, they both share similar uh, mm -hmm. ideologies, but like that, it's so different in terms of like one. It, it, you know, at least the question says, at least for now, one is seemingly going to have to work three times as harder just to stay alive every day as opposed to the other who can get slapped in the face and then you know do that slap three times harder. Um, I don't know. I think it's interesting. Yeah, I think um, the biggest contention, you know, like if there is something to happen, it's this. It's the fact that for me, I think Bomb has a little bit of a disconnect with like it's like comparing your celebrities that have been like celebrities since childhood to your average Joes. You know what I mean? That are walking around and doing yeah. all this kind of thing because it's like you're just. <laughs> it's gonna sound cool. You're just built different. You know what I mean? Bomb is literally built different. And again, I could eat my own words here if Wang Nan turns out to be like some. Also Ludic different. <laughs> ludicrous thing, which is like clearly he's got, I get it, but I'm talking like at yeah, this right exact now. moment, right? Like what I know about Wang Nan, what I know about Bomb. Um, yeah, I, I think that if there is, you know, some sort of conflict to be had, I would put my money on, the, on that Wang Nan will be the 
if there has to be the good guy, quote unquote, and bomb the bad guy, if I had to bet, gun to my head, it says, okay, one of these guys turns bad. Who do you think it is? Um, <clears throat> I guess my money would be that bomb turns bad just because, again, I think there's a bit of a disconnect where it's like bomb being that he is literally built different. He's an irregular, has you could literally slap like this the kid with the most yeah. with a, a wormhole technique and he could just make pocket black holes. You know what I mean? Like, did, what? Like, do, do people even fucking fathom how powerful this guy is? It's like insane where it's like Wang Nan is literally whipping pokeballs at people. And you know what I mean? Has lost so many people. So I think I, maybe if there's an argument that it's like Wang Nan could get worn down enough where it's like, I'm tired of it. I've seen so many people die. Uh, but I, I don't know. I would like to think that Wang Nan like if that point was, if there was a point, like it, he would already hit that point. You know what I mean? Sure, Whereas yeah. like bomb, all things considered has really not actually experienced a whole lot of loss. Yeah. All things considered. He thinks that rack and Iwa have been, but we've just learned that, that they're not, they're not yeah. dead. Right? right. And yeah, yeah. so it's like he bomb has, right. I don't think bomb has really uh, lost. Ho. Well, there is, that's it. Ho, but like, yeah. Yeah, but that there's no relevancy. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, no, no. You know, it's a valid one. It's yeah. a valid one. But I mean, like, you know, compared yeah. to Wang Nan, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. bomb <laughs> really. He's a ho. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ho's a ho, and he'd, be, <laughs> and he'd be doing ho things. But like, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, Wang Nan has lost countless people that have been on his team, right. and not only on his yeah. team, people that have been very close to him and that he has built relationships with. Like, I mean, let's think. You know, Prince and. Uh, Arc Raptor in these, but also Naya, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Beforehand, yeah. that's three people off the rip yeah, that yeah, were yeah. really close to him and bit it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas like bomb has not experienced that at all. So it's like bomb thinks he, he, that he finally experiences that, or at least mm. he thinks he did. Yeah. And he's ready to be like, make me a God. I'm over it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, make yeah. me those powerful things so I could save everyone. And it's like, Whoa, back up, you know, Thor yeah, to yeah. be like, pat him on the head and be like, that's cute. But like, yeah. You need to back the hell also, up. Also, not to mention that in this flashback here or, or uh, vision, whatever that Wang Nan has, there's like a whole thing of people. Like, if that's supposed to represent all the people that Wang Nan has lost, yeah, I would argue that like <laughs> if one of these two were to crack first, it's probably going to be bomb because <laughs> Wang Nan, by all intents, should have already cracked. Yeah. Bro, he's lost so many people, and he Wang Nan was the light for bomb, mm -hmm. right? When he was Viol and they first met, Viol, you know, he was like. Well, fuck life then. I guess I'm just going to live a misery. And Wang Nan was like, but like, try, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Wang Nan was saying that. Yeah. The dude who lost all those people was like, but you could be better tomorrow. And it's yeah. like, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, I think they'll both be good at the end of the day. At least that's my hope. But I don't know, just to throw a wrench into it. All right, last question. Mm -hmm. uh, Gavin, right? I think this is yours. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, because uh, I did. Take it away, friend. Okay, so final question. We got number seven by uh, Cynical Aguero. Ooh. Ooh, that's I like man. that name. That's, that's dope. Yeah, I see um, him a lot in Discord. Yeah, yeah, but I just, every time I see it, I'm like, it's good work. Um, <laughs> so, about Kuhn talking about finding meaning and sense of purpose, what are your speculations on how far Kuhn will go to climb with fam? Uh, what limits do you think he'll eventually reach, especially back during early season two when his other goal was to become head of the Kuhn family? Um, well... I don't want to go too ham on it because we kind of brushed over that in the last um, discussion, or not the, la the last questions that we answered from the previous uh, week. In that, um, I obviously like, I think that him and Bam are going to split up, and you know that is going to bring a lot of tensions on Kuhn as a character and what he is going to have to really muster up to move forward on his journey. I don't know what that's going to be, whether it's, you know, to help Bam or, you know, to figure out some other purpose that he feels or fill another void in his heart. That is left to be determined for me. 
Um, limit wise, limit wise is interesting because I, I feel like he would have to, there, there's two limits that you have to reach climbing the tower and that's either a mental limit, um, or like a physical ability limit. So if he was to like cap on any of those, I feel like it would have to be physical before mental only because we know how steadfast his mental state is unless somebody throws a wrench in it, which would be bam because that is his backbone, you know, as a person. So, you know, barring any mental instability that could come his way, I feel like the only limit that he could physically reach climbing the tower is his abilities. But again, that's something that he's always been able to just back up with his strategy and different plans that he's able to come up with and really using the people around him, um, you know, with a good amount of cohesion that can lead to just the winning of, you know, whatever comes in their way in terms of obstacles. So I, I don't know if the goal becoming the Coon family, like it, it, it's just weird because I feel like at this point, a lot of just himself is really riding on Bam. And, you know, he really has all of his eggs in one basket in terms of relying on Bam, where it's like you take, like we haven't seen Bam out of the equation in terms of Kuhn making his decisions really for almost the entirety of this. Like even when Bam was to be like dead or believed to be dead, like, you know, and he was helping Rachel still fulfill like Bam's desires in terms of getting her up the tower. Like he was still onto her. He was still doing those things. And we really didn't know his intentions other than, you know, really just kicking back on Rachel then until Bam was introduced again. And, you know, that just kind of relit the light under him. And, you know, that's where all of his energy has been directed towards. So it's like, I feel like he almost doesn't really have as much as a direct purpose as some other people, other than really just being there for Bam and, you know, helping Bam fulfill his desires and, you know, take Bam out of the equation. I don't know really what Kuhn's left with in terms of, you know, if you want to call them selfish, like desires, like I, like what does he want? And I don't know if you guys really have any insight other like into this other than really helping Bam. Like he had his family ties, you know, he got Maria to where she wanted in status. He wanted to be head of the Kuhn family, but it's like, I, all of that's taken the back, back seat since we've had Bam in his journey. And it's like, uh, other than, you know, that mindset that he's had, I can't really see him with any other like desires or goals. And, you know, I, I don't think that he really even has a plan on it other than just keeping on this journey till it's fruition. And then whatever comes of it comes of it. So I guess I pass that on to you guys on what you think. No, I, it's a very it's a very interesting question as you answered it and as I'm rereading this question. Um, I might not have answered it properly. No, I mean, I don't know if there is a proper answer, okay. right? And I think that that's the fun in it, right? I, I As you're answering this, I'm, I'm, I'm like thinking more about this character and I'm thinking more about him in the confines of season one, right? When he initially latches on with Bomb and, and then this conversation he has here and I'm thinking about Maria. And Kuhn is a very interesting character or unique maybe is a better word um he's kind of an anomaly in terms of storytelling from what i've seen because generally speaking a character that makes a speech like this and say you have no backstory i would assume that this character had little to no purpose at all mm -hmm. before meeting bomb and bomb is the person who gave him that sole purpose singular but, and that would be the, the running norm with most people, right? It would totally make sense as to be like, okay, I'm going to, you know, there was nothing really anyway. I'm going to hop onto this. Um, Bomb is, has given me purpose. You know, I'm going to go. But, but Kuhn is interesting because Kuhn, I would argue, does have um, a purpose, 
right? In terms of if you want to relate that to meaning, maybe that's a subjective thing. Um, but in that, and it's a very strong purpose. It's, I want to reunite with Maria. I want to become the head of the family. I want to do that. So then it turns into, okay, Kuhn, I guess, through Bomb has had a changed perspective. But then again, it kind of leads me to what you were saying before, Gavin, where it's like, okay, what, where do we go with Kuhn individually though, right? Like if Bomb is taken out of the equation and I'm thinking back and it's like Kuhn's like whole life purpose, right? Was reuniting with Maria, becoming family head. He flipped on that like yeah. pretty fucking easily, to be honest with you. Like, I don't know if he really wanted it that hey, bad. Maria might be with. a snake. Like, I, well, not, yeah, well, I mean, not, with that, like, sure, sure. But, but like, like, yeah, no, no, no. But I mean, valid. But like, besides the point, I, I, like, I don't know how strongly, like how strong his convictions were to this initial purpose anyway, because he seemed to kind of flip the switch on a character, Obama, who he's just like, ah, well, first I'm like, I'm going to follow this guy because there has to be something interesting that's going on. He even references it in this monologue that he has as well. And, um, you know, through that, he then understands that it's like, okay, there's more to this guy. He's able to unite people, et cetera. But it does seem, it does seem interesting to me that he just straight up abandons that initial purpose. And I think there's a, there's an interesting line in the first season. Um, I'm going to paraphrase it and probably butcher it, but where bomb is like, I want to be Rachel's legs, right? I want to climb up the tower when they have that unite moment. Um, and Kuhn says, wow, if I had only had said that, you know, if only I had done the same thing that bomb did when it came to Maria. And that's what really motivates him to be like, I'm going to climb up the tower with you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to help you. I'm going to live vicariously through you. Um, which would make sense if he was going up, but then we find out, Kuhn finds out that Rachel betrays him. So then that mind fucks me here because I'm like, oh, well, you you understand now that all that was a farce. So now it's like, and you don't like Rachel, you want her dead. So is your whole life purpose now just protect Bomb? Because that's really all you're doing, right? You're just going up and seeing where he takes you. And that to me is very interesting because it's like, whether maybe he was lying and like, maybe that wasn't the thing or if he's not lying, it's like, how far can this character really go before he really loses uh, relevancy? You know what I mean? Like, to, I mean, I'm, that might be a harsh term, but like, you know, Evan says it sharks can't swim with minnows forever. If there is a point where he caps, which it seems again, Bam's making literal pocket black holes. Like he's, he's going to surpass them like exponentially at some point you know, physical ability, like he just can't, he can't make it. And then like, what does he do? He's just like, oh, okay, here's my secondary goal. You know what I mean? But again, like how, how inclined is he to go back to that again? Cause like, mm -hmm. did he really give a shit to begin with? Like he kind of yeah. flipped. So I don't know. I yeah. think it's an interesting, he's got an interesting thing going on. Now I'm curious, to, I'm curious to know Kuhn without bomb. I'm curious to see if there's ever a scenario in which Kuhn is again separated from bomb and instead, this time it was, I'm going to kill Rachel, I'm going to kill Rachel. That was my purpose, right? Because I wanted this revenge thing. But now, like, the cards are laid out. Like, do we go back to that? Is my whole purpose killing Rachel again? Is Am I going to ditch that, et cetera? I Curious to hear your thoughts. It, so a lot of the blog posts that we've read recently, um, actually, he, like, he talks, SIU talks a lot about Kuhn's character. Uh, one, in the fact that Kuhn is somebody who had to grow up very quickly, right? Mm -hmm. Being from the Kuhn family and in the 10 great families, and that in Kuhn, will always reside this sense of like wanting or yearning to go back to childhood, right? Yearning for that like childlike sense of wonder and excitement and thrill. A lot of the lines he has in this monologue, quite literally, he expresses this feeling of like, does breathing and like your blood pumping, does that mean anything if you're not actually doing anything, if you're not actually living? Mm. Um, 
which I, you know, in my mind, I connect to like Kuhn wanting to find this purpose. And I think ultimately it's going to come down to a factor of like Kuhn having to grow up and find self-worth in himself. Because mm. I do think a lot of this stems from the fact that Kuhn does not think highly of himself at all. I don't think he thinks nearly as highly of himself as anybody that does think of like good of him thinks of. I definitely don't think he sees himself the way Bomb sees him, but I think he sees a lot of good in Bomb. And I think, so I think his initial attachment to Bomb was this idea of like, wow, here's this person who is so much better than me. Like, maybe if I stick around for a while, like, you know, maybe, I don't know, just maybe, like, I could end up being a little bit better of a person. And whether his, his, his attachments or his, uh, you know, desires, let's call them, however fleeting, to want to be the head of his, you know, the Kuhn family, you know, I don't know how deep those go. And I, I don't think he does. I mean, like, clearly they're not, you know, cemented or concrete. But I think ultimately it, it's he's going to climb up the tower with Bomb for as long as he naturally can or until something opposes him doing that, right? Let's say in the climbing up the tower, he's presented with a real opportunity to, like, get back into the family and, and potentially then become the head of it. Like, then, you know, we don't, I don't know now, and I don't think he does, but, like, Right now, that chance is basically, I mean, he's been kicked out of the family as far as he's concerned, right? So that chance in his mind is basically nothing. But again, let's say in climbing the tower, he's presented with that opportunity. Now it becomes a real thing that he could pursue. So I think it's going to take a lot of growing up on Kuhn's part and, and, and gaining some sort of, you know, self-worth and, and, and self-confidence and perspective on like what of which of these things like potentially in his life that he could go towards, like does he actually, does he really care about and what's worth putting in effort? I think that's a, other, another thing too, is that like for all intents and purposes, like it's relatively effort-free, like the, a lot of the things he's done in the past he's taken, not in the sense that like he's never had to like lift a finger or never been hurt or whatever, but like even with like the Maria thing, he was pretty much willing to just kind of throw away his ties to the family and give up and do whatever sort of dirty underhanded things he had to do to get her, to give her what she wanted. But it didn't matter to him, right? His ties to his family didn't matter to him. His allegiance, none of that mattered to him because he was just kind of having fun. He was doing it for the thrill. But what happens when the thing Kuhn has to give up does matter to him, i.e. bomb. Again, I give you the, the scenario of what if Kuhn is presented with the opportunity to get back into the family's good graces, but in order to do it, he has to either give up or let's even say even worse, go against bomb. Like, so I, I, I think a lot of, of their, the, the, you know, my answer to this question anyway, is like Kuhn is going to have to, he's going to be climbing up with bomb for as long as he naturally can. And I, I would think that like, it's going to take, you know, like I said, it's just going to, it's going to take a lot of growth on Kuhn's part as a character to like, hopefully get to a place where he cannot. He can identify that because I think that's it, right? This monologue tells us that he doesn't really know. He doesn't really know what he wants. He doesn't really yeah. know what he's about, and it's going to take he a lot. He's find of himself, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, of thinking it's to like, like, there's only so long that you can latch that on down. to bomb. Yeah. Before it's like, well, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like with your thing, like you had a thing, but you realized that that thing was fleeting, yeah, yeah. and now you're latching onto this thing. But it's like, what happens when this thing you're latching onto can't be around you anymore? It's like. I don't really know. I haven't thought it that far, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Interesting stuff. But uh, let us know your thoughts on that. Um, I mean, Gavin, did you have anything else to, to add? Okay. Yeah. Um, long one. Hope you all enjoyed it. It is currently 11.08 p.m. You're welcome. Um, so, <laughs> work if, at, if work you at four in the morning. If you, if you watch this whole video and have not subscribed to this channel... Uh, I will pull a Gavin here and I will spray you with a water hose in your ears a lot 
Yo, what kind of weak shit is that? You got to go for their kneecaps, and then you got to get them when they're weak. You take off their left foot. You do some, like, saw shit. You, like, you chain them down. You give them a saw, and you're like, get out of it. And when they're like, what do you mean? It's like, I didn't do this to you. You have to do it to yourself. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I'll eat a cheesecake while I watch you do this. And then there you go. Yeah, yeah. What Gavin said, sure. We I, do love everybody that's watched these videos, and we yeah. do want to thank you all for the support. I was it going for like the, world the, the Mr. Beast vibe, where he says um, something like playful, where he's like, "I'll tickle your toes" or some like some crazy shit like that. Didn't work. Yeah, and no. then he no, he, he, he was the one who fucking did that. No, that's easy. <laughs> Come on, it's not bad. You just got to get through it. Oh my god. Dude, it's way too late. Anyway, okay. seriously, thank you guys um, for watching the video. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you guys are liking, subscribing, hitting that notification bell, sharing with your friends, commenting your thoughts down below. Should be a good amount of comments this episode, at least I hope. We went into some pretty big discussions about a lot of these questions. There were some really great questions posed. So, again, thank you to everyone who reached out, voiced your opinion, and uh, had one of your questions on here. Seriously, it goes a long way in what we do. Um, but yeah, let us know all your thoughts. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Is there any other thing that we may have missed? Something that you wanted to bring up? A point that maybe, you know, some people might have glossed over, etc. Let us know all of your thoughts in the comments down below. But until next time, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you on the flip. Peace. 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 Ninjas of samurais. Blaze of the kunais. Find me in the leaf of the cloud. Screaming out Bankai. We just some ghouls though. Who likes seeing parts fly?